Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast. The alternative underground back alley, underbelly, down on the docks, on the other side of the track, speak easy, dive bar style podcast that you are listening to on the Odyssey app or wherever else you're getting that podcast action from. Listen, we're not judging where you're getting it from. As long as you are liking, subscribing, following, and sharing, and doing all your due diligence for us here at the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast. If you're watching us on YouTube, those same feelings apply there as well. Also, if you like that gear, you know people have been asking about the gear. When I ask them about what episodes they've listened to, they go mum. But they also they always ask me about the gear. Here's where you can start off by going to that. Go to Instagram. You know where that is. That's where we're on there. Uh, but either DM us or hit up at simply.core. That's at simply.core on Instagram. She'll help you out. Doesn't matter if you have. Uh, you want the, this gear, you want some knockoff gear, <laughs> you, you want some funeral gear, uh, graduations, whatever. She's got you taken care of. All right. It is Monday morning when you are hearing this. The Mariners have wrapped up their 10-game homestand with a series victory against, um, you know, our cousins, our brothers from a different mother. We're talking about the Toronto Blue Jays. I'm down here at the boxcar alehouse though here in magnolia gotta plug them they're helping us out here i just ate a big old plate of tater tots and a, a cali burger because i'm getting homesick i'm still up here in seattle but with me of course up in edmonds via the stream yard uh is hanno and edmonds what's up hanno how's it going 
It is going good. You tell me how it's going. Not bad. Uh, exciting weekend series for the Mariners. And uh, it's kind of a tough one today on the uh, third game in the series. But uh, the boys played pretty hard. A lot of fight. Uh, a lot of comeback in them. Uh, you got to take it. You wish for more, but I'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. I think, can you scooch up a little bit, Hannah? With a shot. Uh, up up there in the newsroom, we got we got the DH. What's going on? What's up? What's up? He's going to be jumping in here. He's going to be correcting us if we're wrong. He's got the newspaper right here in front of him, Hannah. He's already got the newspaper, the, the Seattle Times. There's a hot article out there we hear. He's already got it right here in the print. Hot we'll off the press. We'll call him when needed. Um, so, listen, uh, big weekend down at uh, the T-Mobile Lumen Field area. I'm obviously up here in Magnolia because I want no part of that and the, and the Swifty Army. How about you, Hanno? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I want no part of it. Yeah. You were telling me also about the bridge. Yeah, a lot going on. Uh, 520 bridge is closed by to Seattle, a bunch of other things going on in the city. So yeah, it's uh time to stay away from down there in us, the Soto district. Yeah. I, I, I feel like it kind of put a damper on uh, locals going down there to be a part of this weekend. I know it was a big, it was a big, uh, you know, you know, we we always look forward to the series. You know, you hear fans complain about how Toronto takes over over the stadium. I think when you throw the Taylor Swift going on next door and the 520 bridge, you got the bite of Seattle coming back. You also have the Capitol Hill block party. It just made for a disaster as far as getting Mariners fans down there. Yeah, I mean, that can be part of it for sure. Um you know, the Toronto's, they travel well. They always bring quite a few fans from up north. So, yeah, I mean, maybe a few extra Seattle fans would like to go, but the place was sold out, it looked like, every night. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, – hold on one second. We got an incident going on over here. Um, so, so, with it being sold out uh, – you know, I but I I I I also feel like I know we could blame it on Taylor Swift. We could blame it on uh, the 520 bridge. It's like the bottom line is if the Mariners were playing better, they were down with the organization. I think we'd have a better turnout. All right, well let's just get into this series. Whatever Taylor Swift doesn't matter. We'll we'll get rid of that segment. <laughs> let's talk about the series here. Uh, two out of three ain't that bad. We needed three. We needed three, though. Let's be honest. Today's uh, game three's loss, big pendulum uh, swing there. Yeah, it sure was. Um, it means the difference of winning the season series and um, just having a tie throughout the season series. So you'll have to go to, uh, you know, common opponents, uh, opponents versus the your each division. So yeah, I mean. And you're chasing them, so there's a lot still to overcome. But you made some ground um, with getting at least two, not as much as you would have. It would have been nice to gain three games, obviously, with all three victories. 
Yeah, and well, uh, the game three loss was a huge pendulum swing. Like I was saying, like you could have been two and a half out. You're four and a half out now. You also could have had that tiebreaker as well. Which so I mean, those last couple of innings there, there was a lot on the line. Yeah, I mean, there was had their chance. They grinded to me the whole weekend. Didn't come through in the end. There's a couple plays that you know were unfortunate. Um, there was a Julio ball and a Sun ball in center field that he um, didn't make. Um, it happens. Uh, the Blue Jays seem to not have a problem with it throughout the game in the series, but you know that's just the way it goes. There was a play hit to J.P. Crawford in the hole, kind of slowly hit. You wish he could have at least knocked it down to prevent the run from scoring. And and then another one where um, the pitcher got a ground ball back to him and he threw it to Ty France. And uh, Ty France had to leave the base and tried to uh, and caught it and then tried to, you know, get back to the base in time and dive in and make a um, tag on the base to beat the runner, which he didn't. It didn't cost you, but, you know, there was just some things in that game that didn't go your way and um that's what happens in tight ball games it's been one run one run games the whole series yeah uh there there, a lot of things didn't go their way in this game and it also could have been uh much more of a a blowout i mean the there's a lot of sloppy play there late in the game by by the mariners whether it was isaiah campbell whether throwing over to first base with the yips whether it was Julio and the Sun Ball. I know when you and I were talking, uh, you you didn't like how uh, JP went after that ball, looking for the double play instead of just knocking it down. But look, the Mariners got them wiggled themselves out of those situations. It's unfortunate, but the Mariners' offense couldn't capitalize on it. I mean, the only running, the only runs you got were off a two-run home run from Mike Ford, and then a pinch hit you know, single from Dylan Moore. So a lot of the offense that you're really relying on that we've seen come through uh, recently, just it didn't happen today. Yeah. And like you mentioned the JP ball, I mean, I've always thought when you go, you go to the ground and dive, um, you got to at least try to get the, the, the lead runner, which I think he was trying to do it at second base, but with him having to extend like that, like I said, I was just hoping that he would have known to, uh, not just knock it down because it wasn't hit as hard and it squeaked through and over his glove and would have prevented the run from scoring. And then, uh, you know, the Teoscar ball, I mean, it was a heck of an attempt and a rob that he didn't come up with. It went off his glove, but yeah, like you said, the bats didn't come through when they needed to at the end. And that was the difference. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ball game. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdom. Yeah, and, and of course, the big bat that didn't come through, obviously, you know, the spotlight's always going to go on Julio. It's just, it, it is what it is. This is the guy that we're, you know, I guess building the team around. Um, he's had a lot of opportunities in a lot of games. 
Um, this season, this is one thing on his resume this year that he has not done. And I, I feel confident saying that about that. It, he has not, you know, whether it's two outs, you know, JP gets on, whether it was when he was still in the one slot and we turn the lineup over uh, and you see it, you saw it today. Yeah, I mean, the scouting report is out on Julio Rodriguez. Um, throw him sliders away. And until he starts recognizing, to, in my opinion, most of the time those sliders are not strikes. They're off the plate and he's chasing. So hopefully, you know, with time and him being in those situations, being able to slow down the game in those situations, he'll be able to recognize better that it's a ball and to let it go to get himself in a better count and get himself in a more advantageous position. Because as we all know, when you're behind in the count, the pitcher's got the advantage. Um, unlike when you're in the count and you can start hunting the ball in the position where you want to hit it. Yeah, I mean, and also, listen, you get the $210 million. Uh, you get this contract. You get, you know, shoehorned into the All-Star game, uh, into the home run derby. You do these things. You, you, take, you take the spotlight. You, you're also going to get the criticism. Uh, and DH, you, what are you saying? What's going on over here? Yeah, I mean, it's his time to step up. He's he's still yet in his career to have a walk-off game winner. Um, and I think I think people are looking for that. It's he's he's come up time and time again this season. He's just not come through in the ninth inning when it's game on the line. And we're just I think the fans are looking for him to show something there. Yeah, uh, and there's an art. There's an article written by who, what, who's the article that's coming out here? Matt, Matt Calkins. And what's Matt Calkins talking about here? He's just talking about the, the vast difference uh, in the play of Julio uh, regarding last year versus this year, especially late innings. Last year, he's, he seemed to be coming through later in, you know, seventh, seventh inning on. And this year, his averages, his home runs, his hitting has all just kind of fallen off late inning games and you know we're looking for him to kind of come through and be that 210 million dollar guy that we paid him to be yeah i mean i can see that um makes sense it's very obvious um like i said uh the league has gotten to know what julio rodriguez can do he's in his second year there's a book out on him now the book is throwing balls or throwing sliders away and uh, like i said for him to uh succeed more he's got to be more disciplined in the strike zone because a lot of them are thrown off the plate with 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 that purpose intended and he swings through them you know i've seen him hit that slider before when it's a strike so he's just gotta in my opinion uh adjust his approach a little bit well let me chew on that for one second i will say yes i agree it is a thing where you go man you have second and third right there you don't you don't pitch to him, but I will say you had a very uh, a warming up Eugenio Suarez that has warmed up. You know he had three games this week where he hit home runs. He is a clutch guy. I rather pitch, I guess, maybe to a Eugenio when <laughs> when there's two outs. Uh, but it 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 is it is something. I mean, if if we're 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 playing a game against other superstars, I could see the Mariners because we like to play the analytics and we like to, and we know we can uh, roll people into double plays and so on and so forth. It, it, it does tell you something where they're like, all right, we're going to pitch to your superstar in this moment. 
go ahead, Hannah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Julio hasn't come through this year like we've wanted, no doubt. I mean, um, it comes with the territory. I mean, I'm a little bit more forgiving knowing that it's his second year, but, um, you know, the, the contract and the, a lot of money that comes in, you know, the Mariners decide to do that to lock him up. Uh, as a player, he probably doesn't deserve that as far as what he's shown so far, that much money. Still got a long way to go. He'll develop. But, it's, you know, um, it just sounds kind of like a little hit piece from the Seattle Times, in my opinion. Yeah, it, a lot of pressure to him. Uh, he also played in the WBC this year. It's early. He's played a lot, a lot of baseball, done a lot of Mariners things. We love Julio. It's just one of these things too where i can point at going hey you could have got more protection around the guy whole nother episode we'll talk about that in the off season let's move on off of julio passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, so uh, listen, I know we started off here a little little disappointed about the not getting the sweep, but this is the what? And the Taylor Swift. Yes, and the Taylor downtown. Swift scenario downtown. It sucked, man. It, it's a rough it, weekend. It was a rough re- weekend down there in Seattle. I mean, that's why we're we we were gonna be down at tacos and tequila. It, this shit just wasn't happening. Um, I mean, here's the positive thing. Here's the positive and scary thing. This three one run games, and this easily could have been a sweep for the Mariners as well, right, Hanno? Oh, sure. I mean, yeah, maybe you were thinking that the conversation was negative in that third game. Some positives out of it. Brian Wu rebounded, but not only did he rebound, he had that light, late life in his fastball, and he really pinpointed his, his command and worked his way in and out, depending on if it was a right or left-hander. It was really good to see. He was always on the black for the most part as I watched the game. Nothing was really too much middle in. Uh, except for the one home run he gave up to Belt. It was on the black, but it was elevated a little, and he got on top of it. But other than that, you got to be happy with the way the uh, young rookie pitched in that for in that game. Yeah, especially coming off of the game, the game last week, where that was it was home run derby against the Minnesota Twins, who hit a lot of home runs. But Toronto is a known home run hitting team this year, a little bit down. Well, hey, we got one of their big home run hitters on our team, uh, you know, who, you know, pretty much spoiled the party, pissed in their uh, Wheaties, <laughs> pissed in their Wheaties this weekend. And that is Teoscar Hernandez. He had a great series. 
Yeah, sure did. Uh, you know, I assume that playing his former team like he did at home, uh, he didn't have a good series or as good a series as he wanted to when he returned back to Toronto earlier in the year. And yeah, that first game of the series, he absolutely just ripped that ball off the wall, high off the yellow tape to uh, win them the game in uh, walk-off fashion for uh, game one of the series. It was exciting. Mariners showed a lot of fight. Yeah, they did. I mean, being down late, and you're doing this off of Romero, you know, unfortunately, I always say you're only going to get to the closer once in a series, you know, almost got to him twice here in game three, had him set up to be knocked out, but that's why he's an all-star closer. Yeah, absolutely. And then in game two, you know, the Mariners started off really well, had that big third inning with three uh, solo home runs, one by Cal, Demo, and Julio. And um, the Mariners then, you know, you mentioned Toronto and how well they hit the ball in their home runs, and they countered with another three home runs themselves in the fifth inning and um, took the lead five to three. And the Mariners call, crawled their way back. J.P. Crawford, uh, you know, big hit. And then you mentioned to Oscar Hernandez, a uh, big game-winning, um, game-leading uh, double down the left field line. So, yeah, he had a big series, like you said. Yeah, uh, big series. That, that that game two, I know game one was a, was a nice – was a nice like okay we still got we still have Toronto's number here, uh, and then game two to me was pretty much maybe one of the most invigorating games all season long. We saw Cal Raleigh who has a lot of hype to live up to, just like Julio. I think Julio offensively, Julio is obviously number one who who gets a lot of has been hyped up. Uh, Cal, just the way he finished last year, especially after coming up from the minors and having the clincher, he's another guy that you just thought was just unfairly. He's going to keep ascending and ascending and being this folklore guy. I mean, even for the casual fan, right? DH, yeah, big dumper, big dumper. Yeah, he's the big dumper. And, um, but look, against Toronto, he wears him out. He's played 13 games, I believe, against Toronto in his short career, eight home runs gets two yeah he owns them you're right i mean eight home runs in just a handful of games like you mentioned in uh big situations couple series back and forth uh last year and this year and then in the playoffs yeah he's shown to uh, be quite the thorn for the toronto Bla uh, blue jays pitching staff yeah and i've also heard uh you know i, I was listening to them uh gary hill who there isn't a a comma or a dot or or, or a hyphen or a, a space in in an article or or in a, a presser nothing gets by him i you know when the when the uh when the kraken's goalies uh ruben hours uh, letting a couple of by you got to have gary hill ought to be the backup guy he doesn't let shit get by him and he was bringing up the fact that the manager of Toronto Blue Jays, do you remember his name? It doesn't matter if you don't. Uh, you should never forget it. It's John Schneider. John Schneider. He is. You the know guy. who else is a John Schneider? Who? Your uh, Seattle Seahawks GM. Oh, that's right. Yeah. John Schneider. Okay. I should never forget that. Well, we should forget this guy. 
and think about our John Schneider. Uh, We've got the better John Schneider. Yeah, we definitely definitely do. I mean, this is the guy in a press conference said, I mean, I get what he was saying. Do you remember the press conference last year, Hannah, with Gary Hill was talking about it, where they were talking about um, Cal Raleigh hitting all these home runs and wearing them out. And he goes, I, I, I'm paraphrasing this, but basically like, well, if you hit your spots and you execute, no, because he's a 200 hitter, right? Isn't that basically what he said about Cal Raleigh? Yeah, he gave him some good bulletin board material for sure. I'm sure Cal uh, knows about it as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm very sure he knows about it as well. Uh, he, uh, this, this guy just, I mean, just wears out teams. And there's just, we know this, there's just certain teams that certain players, where, you know, we have those guys too against the Mariners, tons of them, right? Rafael Palmero against the Mariners. Yeah, yeah, Palmero versus the Mariners. Trout, I you know it's tough because Trout is Trout. Uh, Mike Napoli is one of those guys that you just go, oh my god, this this dude wears us out. Teoscar Hernandez was a Mariner killer before he came over here. Um, uh, but yeah, Cal Raleigh is he's a he's a Blue Jay hunter, wouldn't you say? Yeah, no, most definitely he sure has. I mean, he hunts the home runs. He comes up big. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Here's some honorable mention uh, big moments in this series that, that I think are going to go a long way. I'm hoping they go a long way. Little, little ones, right? That's why we're calling them honorable mentions. Uh, Colton Wong. <laughs> big stolen base. Big RBI single. I liked it, you know. I mean, anything is better than what we were getting. Some good turns at second base. Uh, also, Dylan Moore. You know, he's getting some playing time. We heard Scott Service talk about this in the presser. He, yeah, he's very happy with what Dylan Moore did in this series, and we're going to be seeing more of him. Uh, maybe probably see Caballero, I think, maybe kind of fall back a little bit. But I think that's what you need it for Caballero. I think he's more of a guy that, yeah, you want him to come in pinch run, maybe pinch hit, disrupt a game versus putting the game on his shoulders. Uh, you got any other honorable mentions here from this series? No, I'm glad you mentioned uh, Colton Wong. It jogged my memory uh, on that double play. Um, you did not win that game where um, Gino Suarez comes in on a two-hopper scoops it up and it was it was a in-between hop which made it so difficult and he threw across his body to second base as the bases were loaded with him charging he thought maybe he would go home with it but he threw across his body made a nice strike throw to Wong who then turned up nicely like you said and got uh Kirk who's not a fast runner but yeah. still it was a beautiful clutch play in the right situation that you had to have so yeah I think that was one of my most memorable defensive plays of that series 
I think that was the best physical, mental, all around play. The Gino, the Gino turn, because everybody was thinking he was going home. Uh, even the way his feet were coming, you're like, oh no, this is, you know, you're thinking he's going to go home and the ball's going to sail. He like was a step ahead of everybody, you know, and that's a, probably a credit to, to Gary Hill. I mean, uh, Perry Hill, that's probably a credit to Perry Hill and th them out there always working. Um, I know that the uh, comebacker or the tapper, the one, two, three double play in game two was awesome, but I gotta say that 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 play with Eugenio, a, that play with Eugenio, and the results that we got, you know, that was like you said, you don't have that, you don't have the win. Yeah, just a scoop on a short hop, as you know, it's the hardest hop to handle. You'd rather have a long hop or a short hop, but that in between hop, like I said, uh, heck of a play and a scoop, and to get rid of it quickly. I mean, he had to get rid of it quickly because that lead runner from first base was on Colton Wong. It was it was interesting. He thought he almost beat it, it looked like, because the base runner took a head first slide into second base. So, yeah, beautiful, just gorgeous play. If you like infield play, that's one that you will always remember. Yeah. Hannah, where on the third baseman? You're a great third baseman. <laughs> where on the third baseman was that on the boner meter? <laughs> what were we saying? Nine, ten? Just let's just take the scenario, the physicalness, and just the execution. Yeah, it's definitely nine five. I mean, yeah. it was gorgeous to be able I mean, to scoop that long hop. Like I said, it, I mean, yeah, make a strong throw in the situation. Like you mentioned, tight game, bases loaded late in the game. Uh, Gino, man, he's been. I mean, we all kind of worried when Gino was coming in, who's going to replace the defense of Kyle Seeger. They have not missed a beat. He's Absolutely. been fantastic defensively. I think we've been so lucky. I know there's certain positions that we go, oh, the Mariners have been very lucky. Like, hey, we're – but third base, you know, from Adrian Beltre to Kyle Seeger to – Eugenio. I mean, we've seen 15 years of like third base defense has not been an issue. That's like one thing that you can just say about the Mariners. You go, there's not been third baseman defensive issues. No, absolutely. I mean, he can charge the slow roller. He can play back and has that good gun. Um, he can play all the hops, he can throw in multiple different angles on the run, set his feet. Uh, take the short hop, take the, you know, in between like he did in this game. I mean, he is solid with how many balls that are hit in that area. He comes up with most of them. You know, it'd be a fun off season uh, show to do. Cause you know, in the off season, we, were, we learned this year it was our first off season with this podcast is just going, okay, let's hypothetically talk about who we're going to get. And it turned out to be a real big waste of time. <laughs> considering what the Mariners did. We should do, I think, a, and let's see what the listeners think. We should break down just the evolution of the third baseman on the Mariners. I think that would be fun, just going through the timeline of like, okay, here's here's the third baseman, you know, evolution chart, 
we'll have to figure out what constitutes of them being on there. Because yeah, we had Edgar there. We can't really throw him in there, but yeah, you had Blowers. You had David Bell was another good third baseman. You go way back in the way back time machine. Jim Presley was pretty good. Um, I mean, I mean, that's just not. It's not like left field for the Mariners. Left field has been that Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, absolutely. It sure has. There's twice or three times as many guys to go through in left field that there is at third base. And don't forget Dave Hoffman. He was in there too. Oh, Dave Hoffman. Dave Hollins. Excuse me, Dave Hollins. Dave Hollins. Jeff Cirillo. He was a bust for us, but he played a good played a good third base. Just we should specifically go. This is a defensive clinic. I have a little project. Well, once again, Edgar Martinez is using Eagle Hardware's incredible selection of brand name power tools for his latest project. And uh, here's a surprise. Uh, for once, it's not a bat. Oh, it is a bat. It's a light bat. Eagle Hardware and Garden. More of everything. I know we started off with a little bit negative earlier, but this is the big thing about, you know, um, let's take a peak Carrollism. It's not how you start the first quarter, the second quarter, it's how, how you finish in the fourth, right? We got the Seahawks kicking off training camp this week. Excited. Um, but what I mean by this is the way we started this homestand coming out of the all-star break to how I'm feeling right now even with a loss, I felt like there was a lot of character building with this team. And I think there's a lot of young guys, not think, I know there's a lot of young guys that weren't a part of last year that we had up here. And I, I think, you know, they made their bones in the, in this Toronto series in front of a hostile crowd in their own stadium. I think there was a lot of stepping up, whether it was, you know, Sacedo, I'm talking about these kind of guys, whether it was Miller, uh, Wu, you know, um, even like a Mike Ford, man. <laughs> you know, I know he played in the Bronx a little bit, but I mean, this, this was a big series for him as well. I was happy to see even some of the veterans, like, like I mentioned earlier in the honorable mention, like you're seeing like guys like uh, Dylan Moore, who, who was here as well who has been here, who like has had no effect on the season, be a part of this. Um, yeah. You know, going into the series, you had JK, you know, busting up his foot. I mean, it, like this whole weekend, <laughs> whether how, even though we split with the Minnesota twins, man, it, it was, it was a recipe for disaster. And I feel like everybody, persevered even isaiah campbell look at that guy man he you know had a couple of balls that should have been out and then he gets a ball and almost you know chucks it down to rainier valley <laughs> you know maybe the most athletic play i've seen ty france make in a long time i mean like these guys competed and i really liked it i've really felt like i felt like this was a really good character character developing series and on top of that i think the cherry on the top is i felt like teoscar hernandez really really became a mariner this weekend and i hope and i hope i really do hope we see him 
when they return home, and I hope he doesn't get traded. Uh, what, what, give me a monologue here, Hanno. No, I can agree with you. The Mariners did show some character. Yeah, they got behind at times throughout this series. Um, they didn't throw in the towel. Um, yeah, they showed a lot of grit. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Perseverance? Um, yeah, not even that. Yeah, they showed perseverance, but... Moxie? Yeah, we'll just... No, yeah, one of those. But yeah, they... Uh, you know, they just, they came back. They showed some fight. Um, they didn't get down on themselves. I still haven't, I can't, I'm having a, I just can't pull the word that I want to say. But yeah, they, uh, they, um, they, they Their came back. Job, they, they, grew, they grew some fucking ball hair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, we've seen plenty of times this year where they've gotten down. Oh, they faced adversity. That's adversity. what I'm looking for. Absolutely. And, Everybody, they, stepped uh, up. Everybody stepped up. I know we lost Jared Kelnick and, and some other shit was going on. And it's like, I miss Jared Kelnick, but I didn't miss him this series because people stepped up. Well, yeah, I mean, now you have to as a team. That's all about being a team. When guys go down, you need guys to step up. And, you know, like you mentioned, Dylan Moore, um, he didn't have much of a spring training. He hasn't got much run lately. Um, so he needs a little time to uh, get going to the, you know, the spot starts and the spot times that he's had throughout the series. He hasn't done anything and, uh, he got his confidence going, you know, with actually getting a couple games played in a row and, uh, hopefully he takes off a little bit. Uh, they're going to need him. Yeah. Like, are we going after like this group? This is this week, right? Like this is the week. And I would say maybe even more so the start of the week, especially against Minnesota, you're going in, you just played these guys division leader. They just swept the Chicago white Sox, And then after that, you're going down to an Arizona team that we don't know a lot about, except for they put a lot of W's and they've been holding down the West, you know, until recently. And then you come right back in here and hopefully you have some additions or maybe even like this team living up to its expectations from the front office and we see them all back here versus Boston. And after that, it's Anaheim. And, like, right now, like, it is the playoffs for the Mariners. And I think this weekend, um, like you said, they faced adversity. They showed up. Um, they played every game hard. And not except for that last inning that they got away with, the baseball gods let them get away from. Pretty smart baseball. Yeah, it was a pretty clean series. I agree. I mean, I can I can remember even, you know, in that game too where that ball was hit to a right field and it kind of took a squirrely hop on Teo. I was pretty pissed at first, but then I watched the re replay and um, the ball kind of moved on him. Still think, you know, a big leaguer should make the play, but I understand it, so he gets a little pass. But, yeah, I mean, for the most part, it was a clean series. Uh, like you said, uh, they had um, – competing crowds in their own building, you know, cheering for each team. And I really believe that that juice in that building gave uh, the Mariners a little extra oomph to, uh, you know, an adrenaline to uh, you know, come through like they did. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if there's going to be any drop off going on the road now in a stadium that's going to be totally different from the atmosphere that they were in now. And I'm not saying that it's going to be loud and voice, you know, boisterous and against them it's just uh it's going to be a totally different type of series going into uh minnesota 
It is. But I think people in Minnesota are excited, and I definitely think people in Arizona are excited. So I feel like this was a good good move for them. And then you get right back here against Boston. Boston, uh, when they do good, just like New York, they, they travel good. So maybe we're going to have a nice little run of, you know, juiced up stadiums. And look, uh, all these games now, they all matter, but everywhere you're, we're going here recently, like coming up here shortly is people are in it. People are passionate right now. The fans are going out. We got good weather anywhere you're playing. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I hope we will talk a little bit about this more on the next episode, but I hope we do see Teo Hernandez back here and we'll maybe like zero in about that. Cause I feel like it'll be more of a thing next episode. Um, let's just hope they can go into Minnesota. They got the, the <laughs> You know, the, the strong proven part of the rotation going right now. I mean, we, we're going to have Castillo. We're going to have Kirby. We're going to have Logan. These are all guys that th these are our three playoff pitchers from last year. And right now I feel like we're playing backs against the walls, hold on to the, the ledge kind of baseball. So that that's I'm happy to see that those are the guys. Yeah, it's going to be a real interesting se uh, series. Like you mentioned, uh, we just faced them. They have seen those guys in the last series. We've seen their pitchers. It'll be interesting to see the adjustments that both uh, clubs' pitchers make on facing the uh, batters and so, uh, so close, you know, uh, in back-to-back uh, -back series, so close together, excuse me. And, um, yeah, uh, and you mentioned, you know, it's that time of year. It sure is. A week from today is a trade deadline, so um, the Mariners could – you know, be sellers. Um, if they stumble, um, it might make it very more, much more evident for the front office or, you know, they have been playing hot in some of their best baseball coming out of the break this series. Um, and uh, so it's as, and as you know, it's been a, such a Jekyll and Hyde team. Uh, it, it's hard to say what, what's going to happen here as they go on the road. Rye bread and mustard, a Mariners podcast. We had open arms for him. We were chanting for him, asking for him to come here. I really appreciate how the Mariner fans organically came up with that cheer. It's the talk of the All-Star game. Everybody's feeling the butterflies. Hope he's feeling the butterflies. This is one of these dating shows. The Mariners just had like a great date with him right now. I think they're going to call it the chant. Listen and subscribe to Rye bread and mustard, a Mariners podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, guys, I'm going to let you guys do it. You've, you both got one minute before we get out of here. We're Seattle sports fans. Seahawks training camp is coming up. We got DH sitting over here in his Hawks t-shirt. We got Hanno. He's already breaking down all the all the X's and O's. And, the lines. And, 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 yeah, Hanno loves loves himself. Loves some, some pre he loves the trenches and the preseason stuff and all the sports because he loves the team competitions. All right, uh, you want to hear what DH has got to say before you retort, Anna? Yeah, sounds good. Guests all right. first. All right, here we go. I'm just I'm excited for the season. Look, I'm glad we got Gino signed to a long-term contract. I think he's going to come through this season, be at least a pro bowler, if not all pro. We got a good running game behind him, and those they're tightening those lines up. So. I'm excited for the Hawks and then to see any of the kind of undrafted free agents come in, who's going to surprise, who's going to 
kind of steal the show. We always seem to have one or two of those every year. So, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. I agree with all that. I'm excited, too. Um, they got some skill players in the draft, uh, really big on uh, Smith and Jigba. I think he's going to be a great asset along with uh, DK and Tyler. Um, you know, Bobby's back. Um, I'm just oh, curious. Yeah, about Bobby. Uh, you know, hopefully um, uh, with all these, you know, Bobby coming back and these new guys and guys that were hurt last year on the defensive side, um, I hope they gel together quickly and uh, don't have too many defensive breakdowns because uh, the defensive side of the ball, I think, is Hawks football. And they've kind of gotten away from, you know, changing up their schemes here and there a little bit. So, It'll be exciting to see what uh, Clint Hurd can do with all these guys, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. And then, uh, Hannah, you dive. Uh, here's my thing. I'm here's. I was excited about the Hawks. There's two things that got me excited: seeing Bobby Wagner out there in the celebrity softball game at the MLB All Star game, which I also I think I got to get my eyes checked because I go, who's this guy out there named Gomez? Because I thought it said Gomez on his back. It looks like Bobby Wagner. It said B Wags. I saw his intensity in that game. I told you on another episode <laughs> when, when somebody like kind of like called him out, like that was his, that was his ball. He did not look fucking happy. I love having that competitiveness back in between the hash marks. And the other thing that got me going wild was this commercial that the promo commercial about the throwback uniforms. Anno, you loved it, right? Oh, it was so well done. Um, all that memorabilia throughout the bedroom. Um, yeah, it's back to our childhoods, you know, seeing all those posters. Uh, it was it was really well done. Uh, fantastic. Got me jacked up. Got you fired up. Fired up. Speaking of commercials, tomorrow we've got a great episode with Jim Copacino. You know the commercials that the Mariners did. He did over 150. Oh, yeah. It was so good to go back in the Wayback Machine, go over all those fantastic Mariner commercials that him and his team produced, created, directed, and, you know, gave all us Mariner fans so much joy for so many years. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It was a great conversation. With that being said, Hanno, you know what time it is. (laughs) 